Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. I'm your host Mark Hirons and the podcast is brought to you by Blue Deer Design. Today we're chatting with the guys Ryan and Caleb from Always Abounding. Based out of Knoxville, Tennessee, Always Abounding specialises in design and media creation. During the show we chat about how they met, their story, social media and how creatives can get across their personality. We also talk about communicating a brand's message, tips for starting a partnership and business and more. I really enjoyed chatting to these guys and hope you enjoyed the podcast too. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to the show. Hey. Hopefully second tries the That's the right. Trial. Hopefully no bad we we've, we've had a lot of rain here lately, so it might be yeah. us this time. Yeah. Yeah, it's clear it's clear today, so it's all good. It's all good. So so you two, how how did you meet and how did you get this started? Go for it, man. So Ryan and I, we had a mutual friend um at the gym. I was working on the side as a personal trainer and um the guy I worked with was one of Ryan's good buddies. And so Ryan started coming and we met there. And what's funny is put, put your there. I don't have oh, you don't, I do. No, I dude, I got rid of it. Uh, professional. Yeah. Professional, yeah, that's right. Um, so so um, Ryan was introduced to me by our mutual friend. And uh, up until a few weeks ago, he was in my phone as the computer guy. Yeah. Because um, he that's kind of how our relationship started. He was working on some of my computers. We really hit it off. We started like in this Bible study on Saturday mornings that he and I would get, uh, we'd kind of yep. meet up and, and, and we'd talk about our faith, but we'd also talk about life stuff. And yep. come to find out, we have a lot in common aside from just our faith. So he asked, he was like, hey, can you make, make me a logo? And I yeah. said, sure. At the time, I was predominant. I was just filming like weddings, yeah. very small productions. And Caleb was in graphic graphic design, and I reached. I was like, "Dude, man, I'd love it if you made a logo for my business." And he took that logo home, and he's like, "Man, we. I mean, you're gonna make a logo for our business." Yeah. What? And so yeah. that's pretty much how how it began. How, how it? Yeah, that's how it started. So, um, and that was coming up on three years ago. Yeah, ish, something like that. Yeah. Um, we've been. Yeah, we've been officially. An LLC or a, an actual business about a year and a half. About a year and a half, yeah, yeah. two years, like that. Yeah, just planning and, and getting stuff ready beforehand. Uh, yeah. So, so, what like actually made you two connect? Like, because obviously you meet loads of people every day, but what, what made you two hit hit it off properly? Um, well, we're both we both love the comic book world. You know, yeah. we both love baseball. I'm a big Yankee fan. He'll eventually be be a big Yankee fan. Um, um, we just have a lot of the same interests. We're both musicians. Yeah. You know, he, he, he can shred a guitar. Um, I love to play the bass. Air guitar. Um, the air guitar. And, and so we have just a lot of, it's good to, to be partners, business partners with somebody that has the same interests as you yeah. because that, that makes up for a lot of great small talk. It's a lot like a marriage. <laughs> it okay. So, yep. so, so um, in fact, our wives both sometimes talk to us about how, yeah. You know, hey, spend more. You guys spend more time together than you spend with us. Yeah. Uh, but but it really is similar to a marriage where um, if all we had in common was the business, yeah. which is our baby. So if all we had in common was our kid, you know what happens after that? Yeah. You know, and so um, the good thing about Ryan and I, there's a lot of not just business, but there's a lot of parts of our life that overlap. Yeah. And that's what's made it successful. We had. Mark, we've had people tell us that the only ships that don't float are partnerships. Yeah. And, and that scared us at first, but that after a while it fired, it, fired it, us it, up a little bit. It fired us up. It was a lot of successful people yeah. that had partnerships that they dissolved, if you will, 
that told us that. And honestly, man, we built all of our success off of really off of our relationship and our relationships, the people that we know, it's all about networking, you know, with creative South and just getting to know people and getting the opportunity to love on people. But it all started with, with what we had, what we had in common our mutual interests. And it just took off from there. It really is. It really is a marriage. And you know, in a marriage, you can't, in a good marriage, you can't worry about your spouse. You have yeah. to worry about yourself. You have to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. And, and in our business, I'm not like looking over Caleb's shoulder. Yeah. Hey, dude, what are you doing today? What are you working on? I just got to make sure that it's I'm not- doing my part yeah. and he's responsible for his part. And it's that trust that really allows us to push forward. Yeah. And yeah. do it equal parts and knowing that we're both working equally as hard. It may not be at the same capacity at that certain stage or time in our or, life. Or, or it might not be at the same time. Like we talked before the cameras were on, like, like who's, who, when do you usually work, in the morning or at night? Yep. I'm more of a morning guy. He's yeah. more of an evening night guy. Yeah. It doesn't really matter when we work as long as we, as long work as we get it done. and get it done. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, where did the name come from? Always abounding. Always abounding. Yeah. Okay, so the name is based off of uh, my life's verse, which is 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight, And it said, basically, it ends up saying, always abounding in the work of the Lord, meaning we're always working with the intention just to be able to love on people. Yeah. Christian or not, um, it, it is our responsibility as Christians to accept whoever they are as who they are, and love on them and have fun with them. Yep. You know, if you think about who Jesus was, he did not come to the earth to condemn everybody. You're all going to hell. He came, he, he looked like the rest of us. Yeah. And he loved on everybody around him. And so that was kind of always been our kind of underlying mission. That, just uh, yeah. whenever we work with somebody, secular, religious, it doesn't matter to us. We just want to treat them right, treat them like they want to be treated, yep. have, have a good time with them, make them feel like, yep. um, you know, they're the, you know, they're the highlight of our day. And if we can make them feel like that, then I think that goes a long way. And I think that's why our business has been successful, yep. Mark, is, you know, it comes down to, you know, um, just getting to love on folks, you know, and, and, and being good to folks and treating them right. And um, that's what we, that's what we want. So um, that's kind of where the name comes from. Yeah. Yeah. I saw some other that. Um, with relationships and people and, and hiring people, obviously you've, you've hired a few people now. Uh, it's actually yeah. Hard, yeah. Not just the two of you. It's, that's awesome to see. Uh, how, how has it been hiring people and how has it been like seeing it grow? Well, it was, it was good. It would have been better if we were, if we could have hired you. <laughs> that's right. You know, and, and I think, I think that's the, that's our long-term goal is to get, right. the, get this guy over here um, and get him wearing some stars and stripes uh, not just uh, Union Jack, but. Um, well, I was thinking like, next year at Creative South, um, you know, we had the, the, the ball thing, like the party and everyone wore suits and everything. I was thinking I really should have bought a Union Jack suit. That would have been so you good. Totally should have. I didn't know about it before I went. If we could coordinate it, you wear you you yeah. wear back, and one of us wear an Uncle Sam. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Uh, but but yeah, for sure. Um, as far as hiring goes, I mean, it, it was a long process. Yeah, um, I honestly, the beauty of the partnership too is we had to pull the reins on each other's dreams so that we were living within reality. Because yeah. we were originally. Mark, we were, we were hiring like a bunch of visionaries, a bunch of heads, people that were very much so like us. But what we needed more than anything were people who could work, do some of the work for us so that we could do our part, which was vision cast. 
and, and work on the bigger, bigger ideas. And it was getting to that point, realizing, man, we just need somebody to help us with this workload. Finally getting there, we were able to start hiring some solid people. Yeah. Um, and it's been, it's been, we've had to, to pull, uh, slow things down. <laughs> <laughs> today we, today was our first day of payroll and it was like, I opened like, Oh, we're going to have to pay these people. Yes. How are we going to pay these people again? Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, but, but it's, it's been good. It, it, we, we've had to slow some things down. Um, cause it's easy, especially for me to like get super excited yeah. and ahead of myself. And, and so down this level, having, having, having a partnership, (laughs) there's some checks and balances there that I think is really healthy from a business side of things. Um, but, but you know, once we, once we were able to hire, so, so I'll, I'll throw out their names. Chris, Chris was a godsend. Chris has been able to come in and take load, not just off the design side, but what some people don't know is a lot of our work is videography work, photography work, a lot of, Ultimately, it comes down to creating content, and he's been able to help Ryan. He's taking pictures for something. <laughs> he he's been able to take he's been able to uh, take some load off of Ryan with editing. Um, he's been able to take some load off me for graphic design. So once we brought him in, he's our Swiss Army knife. He literally literally can do everything. Yep. Once we brought him in, it allowed us to step back from a lot of projects, reevaluate everything and say, you know what? We also need a copywriter. We need somebody who can uh, create copy and edit copy. And really we need somebody who can manage these projects for us uh, because it's easy to get in the trenches as a, as a business owner yourself, freelancer, you probably can attest to this. Sometimes it's hard to keep up with all the little design projects. Sometimes the majority of the work is just the communication. Yeah. And that's something that we're just, we're we're okay at but we wanted to hire to to our weaknesses and to their strengths and and ariel one of the people that we've hired her strength was communication yeah and and we needed that because we were finding that we had all these these this hours hours and hours of work to do but we were spending so much of it you know what was it that you needed some clarification here yada 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 when do you want this one of the deliverables all that stuff man it was nice. That was probably one of the best hires we've made is just being able to have somebody kind of take care of all the communication organization. Yeah. yeah. That made a big difference. It's crazy. Yeah. So it takes a bit of a weight off your feet as well. Like obviously that's, that's the heavy part of it, isn't it? Like the creative is yeah. the juices flowing. It's great. Yeah. Well, and I, I don't, I don't know how it is for you, but for us, yes. Um, the biggest, the, the biggest thing we hate is being taken away from getting to create yes. because at the end of the day, we're creators, we're, yes. we're, um, we're, we're artsy fartsy folks. And, yeah. and that's where we find a lot of our joy. Yeah. Right. We, we believe in working in our joy. If you're not working yeah. in your joy, then you're creating a subpar product. Yeah. And, and our joy is not emails and communication. Our joy is working with an illustrator or in premiere pro or after effects. That's our joy. Being behind the camera is our joy. I can't send an email with this, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of where we fall. So we're all about, and we try to teach working within your joy. Yeah. That's, I, w- I would say that's the biggest, yeah. biggest lesson we've learned over the past three years. Granted, that's not a long time. There's some people who've been doing this for a lot longer than us who are a lot smarter and talented, oh, yeah. more talented than us. But I will say that if you, if we take on a project, if it's not going to be within our joy of doing that, then I don't know if it's necessarily worth it regardless of how much money you're getting made, yeah. you're, you're making off of it, getting paid from it. It's, you've got to be 
within your joy for it to truly um, be sustainable. Right. You know, you can't, you can't keep, you can't keep doing jobs that you don't like forever Mm -hmm. because, because you're going to get burned out. That's the only way you can keep from getting burned out in this industry. I feel like. Yep. That's a really important thing for youngsters as well. A lot of youngsters take every job, uh, keep it coming, keep the money going. Yeah. Like you say, at some point you've got to transition over to the stuff you want to do. Uh, Yeah. It's a hard line. I'm trying trying to learn that myself a little bit. Yeah. And and I, I think it's okay to, you know, especially in the beginning, take on projects that you don't want to do or, yep. or, or you're going to be getting underpaid for. Some, some people say, preach against that. Um, I'm going to preach for it because the first logo I ever did, I had to pay for to do it. All right. I mean, I actually had to pay money. It was like two something dollars. I met the guy. I was doing the logo for free, but I bought him coffee. <laughs> so technically I paid for it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and since then, I've been able to charge thousands of dollars for stuff like that. But yep. but it took time, and it took me building confidence. Yep. Um, um, it took me failing a crap ton. I mean, I can't tell you how many times um, you know, I would mess up, uh, whether it's how I'm communicating with a client <laughs> or not listening to them the way I should be to understanding what they truly need. Yep. Um, but it took plenty of failures for me to get to a point to where I could say, you know what, this isn't something – that, that I'd be in my joy doing. Yep. You end up tipping that scale and you start to get to a point to where you can start to say no. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a hard lesson learning just to say no sometimes on projects. Uh, it's, and it's the most healthiest thing you could ever say. It is really helped us out. Just being able to say, you know what, we can't help you that time frame, you know, or that amount, that price, whatever, we just can't help you out. And that has been a relief. Yeah. Been a relief. Kept us in our joy because of that. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's something that, yeah, like I said, a lot of youngsters need to learn, and a lot of new designers need to learn because it's yeah, it keeps it keeps you going, like you say. As someone who wants to grow uh, their business themselves, like me, uh, I want to build a blue design to uh, maybe a partnership or, or see where it goes in the future. Just it could be anything. But like, what what would a lesson be that you could give to me? That someone else who wants to learn, yeah, build their own business. Well, I mean, first off, the dream the dream is getting paid to do what you love. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to using that word joy, but truly, you know, figure it out, figure out what is it that you love to do? Okay. How can I make money doing that? Yeah. And what, and maybe it's not that exact thing, but what subset of, what subset of that can you do to get to that? Because it's still within the same realm. There was no way I was going to see myself always filming weddings for the rest of my life. That was just a subset of the industry and an easy way to get in. And then you work your way up and you end up doing bigger productions with clients like Bush Baked Beans or, you know, that's, that's kind of, yeah. you start just, how can you make money doing what you love? Yeah. That's key. Yeah. Yeah. I, for me, I was designing wedding invitations. There are some incredibly talented people out there designing <laughs> wedding invitations. That's the last freaking thing I want to be doing. Okay. By the way, we don't do weddings at all anymore. <laughs> we don't do weddings. But, but, but that was one of the first things where I was able to charge a good amount of money for it. Yeah. And I wasn't enjoying it to be honest with you. I wasn't in my joy, but I was designing and I was getting paid to, to good money to design. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I used that as a platform to, to at least fund the mission to, to get to where I wanted to be. Yeah. So, so for you, you love designing, but Hey, we're not Aaron Draplin. We can't all be designing awesome logos for people and charging what he charges, you know, yeah, he, he's, 
you yeah. know, he, he deserves it though, you know, mm-hmm. some of these other people, polish air, all the, all these people deserve it, you know, in their own right. But, but starting out, you don't, you know, you kind of got to prove yourself, yeah. but what can you design? It might not be some sexy logo that's going to be plastered across, you know, um, a storefront window, a storefront or, window or something like that. But, but what can you design and get paid pretty decent money for? Start there. That's, that's, that's what I would, yeah. you know, as far as advice goes is regardless of your trade, what, what is there a demand for that you see that is lacking the supply for it, you yeah. know, and, and capitalize on that. And just put yourself out there. Oh yeah. And you know, just put yourself out there. Don't be afraid. Yep. Look like an idiot sometimes. That's what we do. We look like an idiot all the time. Yeah. I love it, man. I've gotten pretty good at looking like an idiot. So, yeah, you have. Um, so, 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 yeah, putting yourself out there and trying to, trying to take a look at the design industry as, okay, people have got logos down. They've got other things down. But what's missing in my small circle of, or my sphere of influence, what's missing that I could offer that, that could be different? Mm-hmm. you know um grab some passion projects yeah you know maybe there's a small business that you love to visit often you know you you're there often you love pouring money in that place because you believe in what they're doing well maybe now offer your talents up you know maybe there's a maybe there's a way hey maybe it's a restaurant i would love to redesign your menu for free because i love this place and then you know what 40 people a day are going to see your piece of artwork in this restaurant and they're going to be like, who designed this? Oh, let me look at the bottom. Okay. And you know, obviously you. And so they'll contact you, whether it's yeah. Instagram or wherever. Yeah. Um, but passion projects are a good way to kind of get in there. Yeah. And, and I'll say the last thing, the last line of defense is um, join a networking group. Yeah. I, some people are against it, you know, and that's okay. They've had bad experiences. I've had, we, we joined a local networking group um, and I've had nothing but good experiences with it, Mark. Yeah. So, um, and there's a couple out there. It's, it's not cheap to join, um, but take a look at the seat value, see what they're asking, you know, what's your seat value um, to join? What's the average one seat, one member could be bringing in? Um, I think that's a great, great way to, yeah. if, not, if nothing else, kind of supercharge and get your name out there fast. Yeah. The, the scary thing about those networking groups is it's a commitment. It's a commitment. Yeah. But the cool thing about the commitment aspect, that's your accountability. Because if it was left up to you and I, we can just go whenever we wanted to, that early morning meeting would come along on a nice rainy day and you would just sleep in. Well, that was a potential client that you could have picked up. Yeah. So it's he's actually the one doing it. So it's easy for me to say it. <laughs> but every week, this guy on Tuesday morning, 7.30 actually in the morning, he is meeting with this group. And um, he gets the chance to, to love on local businesses, but in turn, they're connecting him with other local businesses. And Each, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think our so the best way to value it though is what does it cost for the membership? We've already well exceeded the cost of that membership. Yeah, one, 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 one project um, that we got referred mm-hmm. um, in the first month we were a part of it paid for like three years worth of membership. Yes. So, so, so I think there's ways you could probably take advantage of that, you know, and looking into that. So. Yeah. Awesome. I think some people are like, I don't know about me, maybe it's slightly me as well, but they're scared of going to these networking groups because, well, especially young designers, because they, you know, there's all these older people that are more experienced and sort of scoff mm-hmm. a little bit. And as a young designer, you're never really sure if they can trust you fully because it, yeah. 
sort of like doubt in your own mind that you're not as good and not good enough or yeah i find that a bit hard sometimes like, approaching bigger people yeah yeah I, I, I think that i think that joining a networking group for somebody who's younger mm -hmm. um is is going to do a couple of things one it's going to put you in a position to really make sure you know how to sell yourself yeah because at the end of the day mark yeah we might be designing we call ourselves designers but we got to sell ourselves we're yeah. salesmen and saleswomen and and you've got to be able to sell in this in this um yeah. uh in this field and so joining a networking group is kind of a safe ish place to where you can learn to sell yourself and you and have get, to you have to and you'll <laughs> get good feedback from from yeah. the people you're in that group with yeah. um you know if it's a good group like the group i'm in they'll give you some feedback in, in a way that that's hoping to help you and not yes. just hurt you fake it till you make it yeah now he didn't have to fake it much because this guy can kill it in a room full of people but for me when i had to sit in on a bni meeting this was what one of them we went yeah. to I had to fake it. I didn't know what I was doing up there in front of all these professionals, but I was just trying to sell myself. And you know what? It's a good way to really put yourself out there. Yeah. Get uncomfortable. It's okay. Yeah. I think getting uncomfortable is very important for a young designer because what's going to happen is there's going to be less and less situations where you are uncomfortable after yep. a while. And, and I think that's where the doubt comes in, not necessarily the age mm -hmm. uh, or the experience, but how confident, how confident does this person look? Yep. And, and something like that where you're kind of forced to get up in front of people and in 60 seconds deliver a well-crafted sales pitch mm -hmm. once a week, um, that's going to get you really confident in what you do and, and your messaging. Um, um, that's that's going to really build that, that self-esteem for you. So yeah. I would, you know, that might be a really great thing for you since that's one thing that you, that kind of is intimidating for you. Yeah, yes, yeah. I've, I've tried a couple in the past. Uh, like I said, I'm, yeah, I haven't tried it recently, so I reckon I'll be a lot more confident now. Uh, yeah, give it, give it another go. Yeah, we'll see. Absolutely, do it. Um, you guys are storytellers. Like that's what you do. You seem to tell people brand stories and uh, what, yeah. like, how do you do that through the medium of video and and how do you really get behind and have the understanding of their story and get it across to the audience? Um. Man, there's so many aspects to that. That's a loaded question. Um, it is a loaded <laughs> question. That's all I'm looking at here. Because <laughs> um, you can get that loaded with the design stuff. You have to understand the brief and everything. Okay? Into graphic design, yeah. make a little picture or a video, you can show it visually. And yeah, I'm yeah. to answer that. <laughs> so, so, you know, honestly, that's the beauty of when, when it comes to film, we're, we're given the opportunity to to film whatever it is. And sometimes it's just fly by the seat of your pants. You don't know what's going to happen. You're just documenting and then you're bringing all that information into your editing bay, but it's good to know the backstory. And so, you know, putting the story together means meeting with whoever that client is and kind of getting to know what they're about and what they believe in and maybe what they're passionate about. But man, I, I edit that my style is I edit to music. And so that music has to really align with the story. Yeah. So you start with a good story, but you also follow it up with some good royalty-free music. Good royalty-free music. And I'm telling you, that makes a world of difference. Yeah. Um, but, man, you can turn anything to a story. Yeah. You know, just get behind a camera, look through the lens, if you will, and, and who knows what you can pull out of there. Um, but it's really easier than you think when and, it comes to and, and I think on the design side of it, 
where where the the design and the video kind of meet together. Um, when it comes to telling somebody's story, the first thing is is what Ryan said: know their beliefs, know their values, kind of get to know them. Yeah. You know, if I was if I was going to if I was going to tell a story about Mark, then I wouldn't I wouldn't just try to tell a story. First, I'd fly over. Um, over the pond to come see and spend a week with you. Yeah. You know, I would learn about you. So yeah. before we can ever tell any type of story, we've got to learn about the person, whether it's through a logo. So, so for instance, if I'm going to tell a story about a company through creating some brand identity, I need to spend some time with them. Yeah. And, and, and I think there's a little bit of a disconnect with a lot of, a lot of businesses these days who are looking for branding. They don't understand that. Yeah. Um, they just see something really sexy on Pinterest or Instagram and they want to, uh, uh, they want that, but they don't understand all the work that goes on behind it. But, but spending time with them is, is key. Um, because before you know where you want to take them, you got to also know where they came from. The thing is it was more of a gamble you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but nowadays you can find out so much about a person because of social media. Yeah. I mean, you can jump on Instagram, you know, we can have a new video client or a graphic design client. We can see well, what are these people are, what are these people about? Yeah. And we can find that out through social media. So we have, we have the cheat codes in essence yeah. into learning about them before we even sit down and talk to them. Yeah. And that's also the beauty of kind of what we try and do is help people with their image. But you know, when creating your story, Look at their social media. You know? Yeah, I mean, that, I would I would say that's a great place to start. Yeah, uh, look at their social media. Look at some of the people who work for them on LinkedIn. Yep. you know, kind of see then, where they've been and and then role reversal that crap. What does my story look like? <laughs> yeah, take inventory of how do you look in front of everybody else? Yeah, and and what are some opportunities to improve? Yeah, nice. Yeah, so there's loads of stuff behind the scenes that you do to to prepare for it and. And then uh, the planning stuff. How, how do you actually what the Royal Series Three music stuff? Going back to that, is there any good websites for it? Because I'm always searching. Yeah. Music. Yes, there are tons. Man, I've spent. I don't so, want to sell the farm. I, just, I don't want. I don't want to tell us tell them our secrets. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Man, so yeah, there's a lot of websites, and they're all easy to find. I mean, you can type in royalty free music and find it. Um, but I'm not kidding, man. When I, let's say uh, we film a big project, I'll bring everything into the editing bay. I'll get everything categorized out and the kind of shots or scenes, but I won't even start to edit anything till I've found the music. Yeah. Because when you're there filming, talking video, yeah. you already kind of have a vibe, you know, you kind of pick up on it. So you know what you're looking for. As for the sites, um, premium beat.com is one of my favorites. And it's one of my favorites because you get, six loop sets on top of the music yeah. you get a full length you get six loop sets you get a 15 second 30 second and minute long version yeah. of the songs so you get a lot of stuff yeah, it's awesome but it's at a premium every song is is 50 bucks a song uh, right, 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 right. Yeah. um but i've i mean i've spent like 400 dollars there the last like month i mean it's easy but you know you you wrote that into your to the work that you're doing it's totally yeah. worth it and for you you know, like if you had with your podcast, you have a song, intro song or whatever. Well, you buy one song and you've got all these loop sets. You've got 15 second, 30 second, 60 second versions. It is well worth it. So premium beat would be my number one spot because compared to everywhere else, they're kind of in the middle. Yeah. Um, music bed, um, song freedom. They're a little bit higher because they license a lot of popular artists. 
Right. Uh, I'm trying to think of. Pond Five is like kind of the cheap. Pond end. Five is like the trash. Yeah. Um, like if you have to go somewhere and you got to spend five bucks, go to Pond Five. Yeah. Um, but music bed song song food and they're up there. Premium beats in the middle. We just bought a subscription to Artlist.io. Artlist.io. Um, it's two hundred dollars a year and it's unlimited usage, monetized, you name it. And we're just starting to dig into it. And it includes a full-length song and a minute-long, I think. I can't remember, which is pretty reasonable. So it's, it's, it's a good one, too. There's Epidemic Sound, which is good, but the problem with them is it's only music for your brand and your channel. Your music can't be found on another project. Yeah. So Artlist.io, we can use that song in an advertisement for another business and hand in the license for the music. We're good. There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of places, but but those are probably some. Don't mean to like drown you with a fire hose here. <laughs> right. it's good to know. I find out where the best songs are. Uh, yeah, wicked. So, tell you, you, you tell you like uh, your stories through social media quite a lot. You know the little little stories that you do. Do you edit them specifically for Instagram stories? Yes. Yeah. They're, they're like the best stories. Dude, I've seen. Thanks, man. Um, so we, I actually, what I end up doing like this is I hold my 1DX Mark II sideways. And I, and we, I film it holding it out just like that. I mean, this giant, that's why my right shoulder is like jacked. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> I'm like this all the time. Um, yeah, man, we, we edit to the portrait style Instagram TV and Instagram stories. Now, we've only done five in the last month, maybe. I'm planning on doing a lot more. Um, with all this onboarding with new clients, yeah. we're planning on doing a lot more stories, whether it's just our day-to-day -day life. I've got a lot of stuff lined up. I just haven't been able to edit it yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. and I appreciate that. That's no, encouraging. Yeah. It's, it's good to see it like a fully edited, like a proper, cause you see the adverts like from, from big brands like Nike and everything, but they're always trying to swipe up or go somewhere or, or there is, there's always some sort of hidden thing that, that distracts you from yeah. that. With you, your guys, it's, it's just cool to see some good music, some, Fastly paced, you know, editing and, and yeah, it's really nice to see some some thought put into the into the stories rather than pictures. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you know, we we were doing we were doing these fun like marketing reviews for different mm -hmm. uh, restaurants for a while. Yep. And it was it was great. It got us a lot of traction. But we found that if we do Instagram stories with our video and just keep our feed mm -hmm. basically focused on the content of us, yeah. uh, whether it's the design work we're doing or meetings or behind the scenes stuff. That we let that be part of our feed and, and when it comes to the video aspect of it we use now we're starting to use instagram stories instagram stories and instagram tv yeah the suckiest yeah. part is you go and you edit like a two-minute video and you have to chop it up into 15 second bites because that's the only way instagram stories instagram stories will work whereas the full version we can just throw on igt yeah yeah but whatever that's that i won't complain anymore sorry that's my complaint <laughs> Get out of it. it. Planning is not good. Um, no, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to get more of that stuff out, and then more, more of the negativity out of my life. Uh, that's right. It's just, it's just yeah, it's something that's nobody. Nobody likes a complainer, you know. People, people always said that. Uh, people always said that the squeaky wheel gets the oil first, and I understand that. But but nobody likes a complainer. Yeah. We have to get this for a vlog. We're gonna. We'll take. We'll take. We'll take. When a, we get done, we're yeah, gonna we'll do a vlog. Yeah. 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 yeah.
What tips do you have for designers and creatives to telling their own stories on social media? Oh, well, I think you can use your entire feed to tell a story. Yeah. I think, I think that's important when people, if, if they're, if they're visiting your Instagram, it needs to look like it's, it's a part of something, um, you know, and, and if you scroll back far enough, our Instagram didn't do that. Yeah. You know, if you scroll back far enough, spend some time, it's kind of all over the place. It took us a while to, get a hold of what that looks like. But I think that um, um, when people visit your site, it needs, or whether it's your website or Instagram story or whatever, it needs to, that alone needs to tell a story. When you're, you know, scrolling through all the pictures, it needs to have the same look and the same feel, you know, you have a specific color palette that you go after. Yeah. Um, you know, for us, uh, if you were to go to, to our um, page, I'm going to plug at always not abounding. If you were to go to our page um, or our Instagram account, you know, every third uh, post we do is a graphic, so something that we're working on. Yeah. But aside from that, it's all most of the time professional photography that we're yeah. taking. Um, but it all has the same color palette, Mark. It all feels the same. So I think that for people, if they come to your Instagram page and they're like, man, these guys, these guys look like they do this for a living then they're going to be so much more uh, up to, to using you because yeah. you, you've not only does your website look professional and your work look professional, but the, how you present yourself looks professional. That's, yeah. that's important. Yep. Um, and so, so I think one way you can tell your story is, is by that. Another way is utilizing Instagram stories, yep. you know, um, being tangible. People want to feel like they can relate to you. And, and so, yeah, we do a little bit. We, we usually overproduce some of our Instagram stories and Ryan does an incredible job, but every now and then, you know, you don't need that every now and then you need something a little bit more organic and real. Yeah. The other day I posted something where I was in the car. It was awesome. Yeah. It was, it, 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 it even worked. swish fan then. Yeah. I always try to do that. <laughs> um, um, uh, uh, but, but I think, I think that you need to have both. I think you need to look professional, but you also need to look relatable. Yeah. Uh, and so the best way to tell your story is by figuring out a way to merge those two together. I think that's right. I've seen like a lot of studios do what you do as well. Like having the, the post of work and then having like a behind the scenes or a picture of a, of a employee or someone who works there or having like yeah. in, in the moment shots and stuff. They're really always really, really well shot photos. And it's, yeah. I mean, if you're a one man band, it's hard to do that. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you're a two-man band, it's hard to do yeah. that. Mark, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's not easy. And I think that um, you have to train yourself to all. And it's a little sad that that I feel like Ryan and I are always thinking about that now because I, I don't want to be a prisoner of social media. But we but we are we are always thinking of 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 hey, would this be something that we could use for social media? But yep. um, I think that you have to train yourself to get to that point. Um, a lot of people, to be honest, that's why a lot of people hire us because they don't have the time, the energy, the resources yeah. to do it themselves. Yeah. So they hire us and we'll actually, that's one of our services aside from design, video and, and content creation is content management. And, and that's what we do for a lot of clients is we create those color palettes. We make sure that when you go to their site or their, their Instagram account, um, it looks like it's all cohesive and, and yeah. a part of something. I'll tell you a designer who I got really inspired by um, was Clark Orr. Have you met Clark? No, I don't know. I don't know. So, so, so he was down at Creative South. Uh, him and his uh, wife, Brittany, 
they owned uh, Hellcats. Mm. Uh, yeah. I think I, I may have briefly spoken to anyway, yeah. I, not really. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so they 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 own Hellcats and if you check out their their Instagram account, they do a great job. Shout awesome. out to Clark and Brittany. They do an awesome job. Um uh but but they've been doing it for a long time and they don't they don't necessarily have a specific um format like we do as far as two behind the scenes and a graphic, but they do you go and you visit their their page and it's all a specific color palette. Yeah. Um, and I think they do a great job with that. Draplin, I know you're a Draplin fan. Uh, yeah. If you look at Draplin, he uses that retro border on every single one of his posts. Yeah. There for a while when he did that uh, tour, he uh, he used just that specific orange and teal color palette. You remember that? Yeah. So that was something that he did. So, so there's a lot of designers mm -hmm. out there trying to take advantage of it. They might not be doing it to our level or they might be doing it in a different way. But I think that figuring out a way to where when somebody visits your account, it's different, you yeah. know, um, and it looks very unique, but it all, it also looks like it goes together. I think that's I mean, super important. Yeah. We've had to, we've posted something and then realized, Oh crap, it's throwing everything out of sync. We got to delete a post. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, that, that happens. Those are some of the hiccups, but, there's a lot of fun in creating the responsibility of having a, just a good looking channel. You yeah. can always yeah. point people and direct people towards it. Um, and don't, don't feel, listen, look awkward. Get, set your camera up somewhere on a tripod in the middle of a Starbucks somewhere. Set a 10 second timer, go sit down and pose. Who cares? Nobody or, cares. Or, or, or set up a camera pointing to you. Yeah. Time lapse, turn it on a time oh, yeah. lapse and, and just work. Forget Content is key. Any way yeah. you can get it, you know, that's just do it. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this guy knows how to be, he, he, he knows how to be awkward in the best way. Like if you see, <laughs> if you see this guy in public, to, a camera, to a fault. if you see this guy in public behind a camera, he does, he has, okay. he does zero F words given. Like he does not care. <laughs> he will get up in people's faces. He will be vlogging in the middle of a busy intersection, whatever he's got to right. do it's for the shots. For the you got, you, he, yeah. He commits. And, no, and the thing is, is people don't care now. And, and, and what's, they'll look at you. What's even greater is when you have people that do care, but in a good way and they want to get involved. Yeah. Like, Oh man, what are you doing? What are you shooting? Oh, well, you know what? Get in here with me. You know, yeah. that, that makes it even more fun, more again. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, right. Finally, the last three questions I ask everyone, uh, your last bit of advice for, for any creatives out there. What's your any advice? Yeah. yeah. Any, any advice for creatives that we haven't given? Um, um, do better than us because I feel, don't be afraid to screw up, but don't screw up as much as we did because we, <laughs> that's my advice. I feel like we, I've just, screwed up a lot uh i've messed up a lot i, th I think failing's okay what's happened then what's that? how come uh, what's happened he's curious he's yeah. how we failed oh well <laughs> i mean oh, oh I, I thought it was like breaking up or something no i mean i think that we, there's just been i think it's um growing pains learning how yeah. um learning how to talk with people yeah um learning how to um uh define everything clearly on the front end before you start a project. Yeah. Um, you know, being kind of exhausting every opportunity that somebody could have to say, Hey, you didn't do what you said you were going to do. Yeah. Um, and, and that happened a couple of times 
at, definitely to me early on before Ryan and I, but a couple of times since yeah. we we started working together three years ago. And I think that's important is to be above reproach. Somebody told me, so when I was in college, uh, I managed like a little coffee shop and the owner of it, um, she told me, she goes, Caleb, you're the manager. You're not the employee. You've got to be above reproach. And that always stuck with me. Like I've got to do my due diligence to make sure that I'm not blame blameful. Um, I've got to do my due diligence to make sure that I've taken every step possible yeah. so that, so that if something, if, if crap was to hit the fan, it's not because of me. And I'm not trying to say that to blame somebody else, but, yeah. but that takes out a huge, that that's at least 50% uh, chance that, um, that something can go wrong. That's not going to go wrong now because I've, I've, I've made sure that crystal clear direction. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. key. You know, really being able to find out what those deliverables are in a project or whatever, yeah. but just crystal clear, refine your questions, you know, even create a template for some of your questions and how you want to lay them out for every client. Cause in the end, every client's the same when it comes to what they're wanting, especially in graphic design, in some form or fashion. Yeah. Yeah. They, they might have different objectives. They might have different um, backgrounds, but they're wanting you to do something. And yeah. that's where they're the same. They are yeah. wanting they're wanting to hire you create to create something for them. Yeah. And so how can you protect yourself? Yeah. Um, I think it's good, probably good to get a good um, attorney, um, somebody who's really good with uh, uh, really good with licensing. When we're ma- when you're making, uh, when you're making creating designs and all this stuff, it's easy to get, um, it's easy to have your work stolen. Yeah. And, 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 and when you, when he says have an attorney, that doesn't mean like you're paying them regularly, just so yeah. that you know, you can go to. Yeah. Have some, not, not something on retainer, but have, have a good business attorney who understands the creative, uh, the creative world yeah. and, and, and talk to them, uh, about, um, talk to them about, licensing and hey how can i protect the stuff that yeah. i've created royalties that sort of thing um, i think that's where i would start well and i think um if i were to give you some advice on somebody to reach out to get a good cpa get a good account mm-hmm. um that has been a big deal for us yeah. as a small business now just creatives and freelancers it's a little bit easier um, but as soon as we started our business getting a cpa was the greatest thing because i don't know about Uncle Sam's as ours, but yeah. what's theirs? I, 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 Uncle I, Sam wants all of our money. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They want all of our taxes, you name it. So having it's a CPA, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, that's been a really, that's definitely a first step when yeah. starting a business for sure. Yeah. Ours is, uh, ours is the queen, HMRC, her, her majesty's friend. Oh, that's right. Her, uh, the queen. The queen. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I think God saved the queen. Yes. Um, Customs. That reminds me. Actually, I got to do. I got to do my taxes. So, um, end of this month, end of October, I got to do it. Oh, oh, is that when y'all's tax season is? Is October? Yeah. Well, it's April to April, but we're okay. October to get them filled gotcha. in. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Okay. Putting it off and putting it off. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the one more the one more um, advice would be what I said earlier, and just it's okay to say no. Yeah. It's okay to say no. Definitely. Family first, your life first. It's okay to say no. Yeah. Because ultimately, and you're not there yet, Mark, but the last time we talked, you said, you know, you could be one day have a family, right? Um, we don't do this. Ryan and I didn't start a business 
to be married to our business. We started right. a business to provide for our family, yes. period, dot. Man. Yeah. And like, ultimately, that's the purpose of it. So, um, so if it's not providing that for us, then we're doing something wrong. So if we can, I would say making sure that you say no in a way that protects you first, make, making sure you have your personal time. Uh, but also, hey, if you've got a family, you need to make sure that you're, you're sitting some time apart for that too. Yeah, absolutely. That's important. Yeah. Is, uh, okay, what's your best purchase under $100? Say what? Best purchase under a hundred dollars. Yeah. You, you asked. You did you ask me this creative side? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. What did you say? I, I, I think it was. A, I think it was a free Adobe account that that I got. Well, it, it was a cheap Adobe account. That's awesome. Um, so you already answered. Though. I'll I'll answer again, but you go first. Um, best purchase for for business or for for pleasure? Whatever you want. Anything. Okay. Okay. Man, I'm a kind of I'm a I'm a drama queen. I gotta have expensive stuff. I know you got hot tech. You got expensive tech. <laughs> um, honestly, under hundred dollars, all in all, I would have to say this little leather field notes binder for like fifteen bucks. The field notes itself, right? Which yeah. is everybody knows how much that is, yeah. and then. A Fisher space pen. Nice. I've been rocking field notes for a long time and in fact introduced Caleb to them. Yep. But just organizing my life. That's the train if you can hear that. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear that, but so my house, we're at my house and I have a train basically in my backyard. About <laughs> so, so it's awesome during the day, but at night, uh, the first night that my wife and I moved into the house, the train came through at like 3 a.m. And we woke up. I thought Jesus was coming back. I was terrified. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> um, that's, yeah. So that's Bill notes. Yeah, that's mine. Okay. I think for me, it was, um, it was a book uh, called Story Brand, uh, Building Your Story Brand. That's just my wife and my son coming in. <laughs> hey. Um, I think for me, it was, it was a book called uh, Building Your Story Brand. Um, it helped me understand that, uh, it, it just complete, and I read it this past year, um, since Creative South, it was like 15 bucks, um, but it's helped me. It's uh, helped our business. It's helped our business incredibly. I've been able to clarify my message, yeah. clarify what Always Abounding does, who we are, why we do it. Um, Talk and, about learning that story. Yeah. That book will help you figure yeah, out the story. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, it's uh, written by Don Miller. Donald Miller. Um, he has a great podcast. He's got an incredible podcast. Um, but uh, I would say if you've got fifteen dollars to spend, Mark, I'd buy that book in a heartbeat. Yeah. It's an easy read, but man, does it just blow your mind! It's it's so good. Uh, how do you want to be remembered? As the last question, as a company and then individuals. <clears throat> um. Let's see here, how do I remember as, as a company, um, just a, a, a good business um, that, that loves on everyone yeah. and accepts and loves everyone for who they are. Yeah. Um, and it is more than just a company, but we care about, we're very, we're very careful, you know, but we, we care about um, who it is that we do business with. And how we treat them. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, 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 don't need to, I don't need to land a huge client, I need to land a client that, 
that is, um, I, I want to land a client that, that I can build a relationship with. And, yeah. and, and sometimes the big ones, you can't do that. You know, paychecks are nice. You know, we've got yeah. a couple of those, but, right. but some of the best clients I have are people I've made relationships with. So I, I want to be known for, as far as Always a Bounty goes, I want people that when they hear Always a Bounty, be like, man, I love working with those guys. They were so good to us. Built off of relationships. Yeah. Our, our entire business model is built off of relationships. It truly is. As far as, um, as far as what I want to be remembered for, um, I want to be remembered for, you know, when I, when I die, when I pass away, I want people to, when my name gets brought up, I want people to say, man, that guy, he, you know, he exuberated love and he exuberated the type of love that Christ had. Um, you know, when it comes down to it, faith is pretty big for Ron and I, it's not for everybody. Uh, I understand that, but for us, it's really important. And, um, I want people to remember me for somebody who loved people like they would like to be loved. That was the golden rule that Jesus preached all the time. You know, you know, the greatest, you know, the, the, the greatest thing you do is put God before everybody else. And the next thing you can do is, uh, loving, loving your neighbor. And, and so that's really what I want to be remembered for. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's it for me too. Yeah. So I can't, can't top that cause that's exactly yeah. how I, I want to be remembered for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's beautiful. That's awesome. Uh, Thanks man. Where, where can you two be found on the internet and say, where can people say hello to you? This is where we plug ourselves, yeah. right? Hey, it's, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, uh, Instagram at, at sign always dot abounding, um, A L W A Y S dot A B O U N D I N G at always abounding. That's Instagram. We got Facebook, we got Twitter. We're not as active on it. I know some people are more active on other stuff, but we're, we're mainly on Instagram. So we've officially started a YouTube channel, but yeah. it's got like nothing on it. Yeah. It's got like some, some restaurant reviews, which I'm welcome to check out. And it is always abounding. Yeah. Um, it is the YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll be putting more stuff on there. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. Uh, but mainly Instagram, our website's alwaysabounding.net. Yep. Um, Ryan's social security number is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Blood uh, no, no, no. Um, I don't even know my I don't either. Mine's red. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, so that's where you can find us. Um, you know, uh, just a couple of country boys trying to make it. In, in the, the hills of East Tennessee, boy, I'll tell you what. Bag of it. <laughs> so. Thanks for having us, man. Thank you so much for, for spending time with us. This needs to be like a this needs to be like a monthly thing. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm definitely having you back on if that's right with you two. So, yeah. Absolutely. Hey, I got a question for you. Aside from us, because I know we've been your favorite interview so far. Aside yeah. from us, who has been your 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 favorite person to interview? Uh, I mean, I've been, I mean. Uh, I think Paul Show gave some quite good answers to uh, to some interesting topics about females in design, mm. um, but the audio was awful for that one because she was in a room and it was all echoey. But so this mm. was, I think so that was quite a good podcast. Drapping gave some good stuff, naming all the big people now. Um, but one of my favourite ones, Drapping, yeah, yeah. <laughs> twice as well. You know, uh, <laughs> and that was uh, a guy called Gavin Strange, uh, who's from Bristol, who just yeah, we had a really honest chat. It's been really, uh, really engaging, and yeah, it's full of energy, and it's just, it's just really cool. Do you, do you guys awesome. know Wilson Gromit? 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. The, the claymation cartoon, yeah. Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. yeah so he works for the company that made Wallace and Gromit. So oh, that's nice. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, we work with a company that makes baked beans, so <laughs> can't compete with that. It works for them as well, so yeah, it's cool. That's cool. Um, that's awesome. But yeah, that, it's been it's been some amazing podcasts. I'm coming up to 100, so uh, you wait till the 100th guest. It's, it should be good. Hopefully, he's, we're recording it in November. Uh, he's agreed to it, but I can't tell anyone who it is. Oh, you can't you can't tell who it is. I want to keep it a secret. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. It'll be the biggest one. Bigger than Paul's show, bigger than Aaron Jackson. So, you know. Ooh, <laughs> oh, man. Ooh. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty big. Derek Jeter. As soon as I don't even know that is. <laughs> oh, dang it. Well, it's because you don't watch baseball. You're in. You're yeah, in uh, right. Hey, hey, he'll be able oh, to watch yeah. baseball next year. Yankees hey, and Sox are coming. The very first uh, Major League Baseball game is going to be, or European Major League Baseball game will be in London. It will be Yankees versus the Red Sox. Which is like the biggest rivalry yeah. in baseball. So. Where, where, is it, where is it in the UK? Is it in Britain? Yeah, um, it's, I'm not quite sure where. I don't know what stadium. A, a stadium that can, that can hold a, a baseball field. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, baseball is like similar to cricket. So if it takes ages. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's cool. That's all right, yeah. I'm hoping when I come over to Crazy South next year, I'm hoping to do like watch a load of sports as well. I want to spend like three or four weeks, maybe a month in America, hopefully, if I've got enough money. But uh, yeah, go go around and see some football, some maybe American football. We'll see. I'm not, yeah. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you came in, if he, if, if, just come in October, you can catch baseball. And, yeah. and it's, I mean, that's postseason. You got football. Um, when's Can, hockey season starting up? I really want to see ice hockey. I really, really oh, want to see oh, it. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes. So. Go see Nashville Predators game. I mean, if you came to Tennessee, you could see Nashville Predators. Tennessee Titans is our American football team in Nashville. They suck, but we do love them. They're, they're doing okay. Um, UT football, UT is sucking like crazy right now, but University of Tennessee. But they have one of the loudest – a couple of years ago, they broke the um, the record for having the loudest stadium. It was insane. Uh, 106,000 seats. Wow. Might be more than that. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. It out. Soccer. We've got um, a couple of soccer teams close by. You know, you got Braves, Atlanta Braves down in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, uh, I know Scott Fuller was very interested in you know, Talk, taking me to one of those games so yes, yeah we we need we'll so we're we're good friends with scott what we'll do is we'll uh we'll plan it we'll just get a big group and go that'd be a lot yeah. of fun that'd be a lot of fun yeah oh, he's looking forward to let's it. do it next year is gonna be amazing create yourself for that whole that whole month it's, it's gonna be brilliant yeah anyway I'll see, I'll see you there uh I'll end the podcast first. I want to, I want to ask you something um yeah okay. on the show hey thank you so much mark thank you mark Thank you very much for watching and listening to this episode of the Creative Awful Podcast. If you did enjoy it, don't forget to share it. Share it around. This is what helps grow the podcast. If you take a screenshot, post it on your Instagram stories and tag us at Creative Waffle or at Blue Deer Design, and then we will repost it on our feeds. If you're on YouTube, then please do give us a like if you liked it or a dislike if you didn't like it, and then tell us why. Or iTunes, then just leave a review. That would really, really mean a lot. Thank you very much for watching and listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.